What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Stella Ray Herself podcast. I hope everyone is having a great first week of October. Really feeling the fall vibes today with my leaves candle from Bath and Body Works. Also, if you're watching the video of this, I just did, I just recorded a get ready with me answering questions with kind of my new makeup look as of the past couple months. So hopefully that will be up ASAP. Something that's been on my mind recently is imposter syndrome because I feel like this is something that I have dealt with a lot and that I know a lot of women deal with and a lot of creative people in general. Imposter syndrome is basically when you feel that you aren't really whatever it is you want to be or you're not good enough at it or there's no way you could actually achieve this goal because you don't have this credential or you're not this or you're not that it's almost the belief that you don't really deserve to be there and i think it's really sad how much people and society discourage kids from you know becoming their true selves and how a lot of people just grow up you know with this shame it just reinforced again and again like you're not good enough, like this is what you need to be good at, like if you're interested in this, it's not enough, like you need to focus on something better. And I think it's actually so interesting. I read this article once, this study, where I can't remember if it was women specifically or just a certain generation of people, like men and women, but the study was basically about how people were starting families so much later in life and starting relationships later in life because it has been so drilled into our minds that school comes first and our careers come first. And so we are not really given a lot of room to focus on relationships and like our inner worlds. It's just always like achieving the next best thing. And in a lot of ways that makes sense because you know, if your parents or your grandparents grew up struggling, it's like they don't want you to struggle. So that's how they think like, okay, it's like, okay, work hard, get a good degree get a good job so that you don't have to go through what I went through, but it's like, there needs to be a balance, you know? I also think that imposter syndrome comes from perfectionism and the fear of failure and the fear of failure comes from, you know, the belief that you're not good enough and that you need to achieve a certain level of success or attain or have a certain amount of perfection in order to be valid. And so I know for myself, and I've talked about perfectionism before and how, you know, it wasn't even until probably last year that I really knew what a perfectionist was. And it's so crazy because literally my thinking of what a perfectionist was literally just completely showed that I was a perfectionist. Like I used to think, oh, I'm not a perfectionist because like I would think of the girls in school with really nice handwriting who would always have like the most aesthetic, neat, like posters or like I don't know would just be so like oh organized and it's like I just didn't see myself that way so I was like I'm not a perfectionist but then I realized like oh because I think I'm not good enough therefore I'm a perfectionist like it's in your your mindset you know it's not really about like what you actually do or produce you know and again I think especially as a woman insecurity is drilled into us from such a young age you know we're always taught whether directly or subliminally that we're not good enough and that we need to work hard to be accepted and to be validated and this is true for anyone but i think especially women you know since we have such specific and high standards of beauty just look at how parents treat sons versus daughters often you know it's like oh my son is like 
well, he's carrying out the family legacy and a family name, and, like, he's an angel, and I'm gonna baby him till he's 84 years old. Take care of him and cut his food up for him, but my daughter, uh, you know, she's okay. <laughs> the girls have to do chores, but my son doesn't. And it's just so interesting, I think, especially when... <laughs> when dating, or even just talking to men, and you just kind of realize... All of these guys think that they're, like, literally God's gift to earth. Like, every guy, obviously there's exceptions, but in general, so many men have this vibe that they, they think they're so special. And, like, have you ever heard a man say something along the lines of, like, I know that I was, like, born for greatness or, like, destined to, you know, change the world or make an impact? It's, like, and often they, it's, like, they... I don't know what they're thinking, but it's, like, it seems like they don't realize, like, it's, like, you don't really care about helping humanity. You, you just think you're, like, that influential and, like, great and special. And it's because society and, therefore, people's parents and, like, teachers growing up, it's, like, oh, my God, yeah, you're, like, the best thing. And then, like, you have all of these amazing girls and women walking around just thinking just like so insecure like we're doubting ourselves every step of the way and again obviously there's exceptions on both sides whatever 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 obviously there's a lot of insecure men because this is the thing too i think with that like because these boys are told like oh my god they're so amazing it's like once they start discovering themselves and maybe finding themselves going through puberty, like, oh, I have different interests. Like, I'm not, you know, the stereotypical, like, alpha male. I'm not like, oh, I'm I'm your son that's gonna play football and be, like, you know, whatever. It's like then they get insecure because they can't hold on to what has been kind of pushed on to them and then, like... I'm thinking of in The Sopranos when Carmela wants Tony, she wants him to get a vasectomy and he's like just horrified that she would even suggest that. He's like, that's my manhood. Like, and then his son comes in and like, just looks like a complete dweeb, no offense. And then he drops the leftovers on the ground and Tony's like, this is, this is my son. Like, this is who's going to pass on the family name. And then, like, this boy has all these mental health issues and is, like, fucked up in the head. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know if this is, like, healthy advice. But sometimes you just have to look at, like, how dumb some successful people are. And some of the opinions of, like, very, quote-unquote, successful or popular men specifically. And I think it's very easy with social media because people just expose how dumb they are all the time. Like, you don't even have to, like, try. And then you just kind of realize, like, wait, like, I... <laughs> this person is this delusional that they think they're the best thing ever and then they have this, like, horrible, uneducated opinion about something. Drake's album came out. Was it today? I only listened to it once, kind of, at the gym. Um, I... <laughs> I mean, this is... We're staying on track, but just side note. I miss 2015 so much for such a variety of reasons, but I think... One of the things that made 2015 great is Drake wasn't cringy or corny to me yet. Um, like, back then it was like, oh, yeah, like, Drake, Drake's like a bitch. Like, he'll, he'll cry in a song. You know, it was like, oh, Marvin's Room is like what makes Drake corny. But now it's like, 
through with every album, he's just more and more whiny and like misogynistic. Why is every song like, oh, I know we talked five years ago, but don't get married. Oh my god, this girl has a BBL and I bought her this and she's so ungrateful. It's just very old to me and just like I don't really want to listen to that because I just feel like it's been done. And I don't necessarily think Drake's like the best example of this because I do think, you know, I like a lot of Drake's music and I think there's a reason that he's so successful. I think he can relate to a lot of different audiences. Like that's why he's so mainstream because so many different people can listen to him and enjoy his music. So that's not necessarily the best example. But you just have to remind yourself how unfair it is that there's so many guys walking around thinking they're the best thing ever. They're not scared to try. And then, you know, they're going to try and do something not even that great. And then like still be successful at it in some way. So the point of that is so much of it is in your, your mind. And it's like, okay, obviously we already knew that. Like, oh, anxiety is just in your mind. Just smile. <laughs> but I think it is very helpful because often when you have anxious thoughts about something or like just these very self- doubtful thoughts like oh i'm not gonna succeed at this i'm gonna fail it's gonna be embarrassing everyone's gonna make fun of me it's like you kind of just have to catch yourself and be like hey like i'm just having anxiety about trying something new or putting myself out there or getting out of my comfort zone that's what this is about these thoughts are not reality they're not actually predicting and even if some of these things do happen it's not going to be the end of the world and at least i tried and it truly is better to try and fail or not do it 100 percent or you know oh, it wasn't completely perfect than to do nothing at all. And I was just talking about this in my get ready with me, but just moving to New York for me, I think not that that was necessarily imposter syndrome, but now I feel like my life is so much more messy and like, <laughs> I don't know, just like mishaps and like, I feel pissed off a lot of the time. <laughs> but then I'm like, I don't want to go back. Like, yeah, my life in LA was... A lot more peaceful but at the same time it was very boring and I feel like I wasn't having a lot of new experiences and that's like on me like I'm not that's just this was like a mental thing I just spent a lot of time alone I was very comfortable in my everyday routine I didn't really switch things up a lot um, so the point of that being sometimes things need to be a little messy but they'll be more interesting and they'll be your life will be more rich and you'll learn more lessons obviously sometimes that's like the worst thing <laughs> how many more lessons do i need to learn um but that's that's what makes life interesting and that's what makes art and that's what makes stories and yeah it's just so much better to have a story and to fail at something or whatever and all of this is so much easier said than done especially when you have years of you know shame or just beliefs, internalized beliefs that you're not good enough or that you don't deserve success or happiness or whatever it is that you may desire. Just try. And this is like a message to myself too. Because <sighs> I'm scared to put myself out there, bro. It's like, ugh, it's uncomfortable, it's horrible, it's like awkward, it's like, ew, this is so cringy. Um, but sometimes you just need to take that risk and take that leap and just remind yourself of all the, no offense, dummies out there that did something and achieved it just because they didn't have that fear. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. For that anxiety, you know, it's kind of like that's unfair. <laughs> so something else I wanted to talk about because I keep seeing... Well, I've seen like two <laughs> tweets about homie hopping. Let me actually show you what I saw today. Okay. Because I have some thoughts about this, girlies. Okay, let me just save you some time. Oh, the tweet that went viral is bro code is not real. You can run through a friend group like a Tomb Raider if you want to. And then like you have all these people being like, oh my God, yeah, I did that. Like bros swear they're so loyal to each other and then like they'll let you hate the thing is unless you really don't care which i i doubt that people do like okay it's one thing if you're just on some like innocent vibes like say you were dating this person and then like you and the friend really hit it off and it's not like you were doing this out of like revenge towards the original guy or like to get your lick back or whatever like that's kind of different because it's a little more innocent like yeah it can be awkward but you know there's been times where that works out <laughs> probably oh i met my husband because i actually was talking to his friend first i don't know um but this whole thing of like oh he did something to me so i'm gonna like fuck with his friend at the end of the day they're just gonna both look at you like you're stupid and just because a guy like lets you hit, that that doesn't mean anything. He doesn't respect you. Like guys will hook up with any anything, anybody and anything most of the time. It's not like you got a one up on the original guy. Darn, my camera died. I'm so sorry. I knew that was gonna happen when I filmed to get ready with me before this, and then I didn't charge the battery. Especially if. The original guy did something fucked up to you where you feel like you need a lick back where you feel like you need revenge he already doesn't respect you or care about you and that's just like i'm putting you on like any guy that takes you serious like serious his friends are not even going to try they're not gonna watch your story they're not gonna like your photos they're not gonna like if they talk to you it's going to be very brief it's going to be very cordial like hi like just friendly like not like friendly friendly but like you know just respectful so if you're talking to a guy and his friends are already hitting you up it's like you already know that guy doesn't take you serious because his friends see him talking to other girls hooking up with other girls they're going out together having guy time and they're like, oh, well, she's just another hoe. Like, <laughs> no offense. You're not proving anything to anybody by hooking up with a guy's friends. And like, oh, I'm getting away with it. It's like you getting away with it and no one caring or getting mad literally just proves that they don't respect you or care about me. <laughs> so stop, like, exposing yourselves, tweeting, like, quote, tweeting this tweet. Like, yeah, I did that. I, I hooked up with a guy and then it ended and I hooked up with eight of his friends. It's like, they're literally just, either they don't care at all or they're just going to talk about how, like, oh, yeah, like... She let all of us hit. That's so funny. Like, what a hoe. Like, because that's how guys think. Um, So just keep that in your mind. And, like, literally getting revenge like that, I think, is so dumb because it literally just makes you look dumb. If it's genuinely going to make you feel better to, like, fuck a guy's friend after you break up or something, it's like, keep it to yourself. <laughs> like, 
Because <laughs> that's like, that's embarrassing. And I'm not like judging anyone because it's like, you think you're doing something, like you really, you think, you really believe. And maybe your friends are hyping you up like, oh my God, yeah, like hook up with this friend. But it's like, it's not the same with guys like... And again, if he really cared about you, his friend wouldn't even like come near you. So you're just proving the point more that he didn't care. So it's like, don't put yourself in that predicament. You know, I really think the best revenge is, as Miss Sheer7 would say, leveling up and not caring. Because if you show that you care, it's like, oh my God, I hurt this girl so bad. She's going to like publicly be you know a hoe and i'm not saying i'm not saying that i'm saying like that's what the guy would think it's like oh i really got her like wow she really cared about me you're literally boosting his ego. i don't know i don't know everyone's different i guess you know you can't really say but i mean you kind of can you know like any guy that really fucked with you that's not even gonna happen as a possibility. Like, no one's gonna allow that. Best revenge, I swear to God, is to keep it classy and to move on and level up and focus all of that on yourself. Again, if it's really going to make you feel better to do something like that, keep it to yourself, keep it on the down low. I think it would be a million times better to hook up with someone that maybe he looked up to, um, someone that has more money than him, that's more successful than him. Like, a friend is like, that's too on the same level. Like, again, they're just gonna make fun of you you're not going to feel better by yourself after that. Like, if you really want to do that, do it with someone where you're going to be like, okay, like, at least I'm leveling up. Um, and then keep it to yourself. Like, like if you want to hurt a guy, you have to just not care and focus on yourself and, like, look prettier. Seriously. Watch some Shira 7, y'all. But, yeah, I was just kind of astounded at how many girls are, like, quote tweeting this because it's, like, <laughs> Shira 7 has helped a lot, you know? It's like the things that women do, but you're really just coming across as like kind of like desperate. So it just all comes down to caring about yourself the most and putting that energy into yourself. Let me know your thoughts. Um, maybe you had an experience that proves differently. I would love to hear. <laughs> but I swear like all of that petty revenge shit, it's like it's not going to make you feel better in the long term. You know what's gonna make you feel better is like going on a nice trip somewhere, getting that, getting your heartbreak off your mind, something like that, you know? Also, last thing I wanted to talk about, I know the episodes have been short, y'all, but life has been a little crazy. I, sorry, I finished this book called Happy Hour. I will link it down below, or I will just link my Goodreads down below, but it is so, it was good, y'all. Like. There were parts that I really liked. Um, it wasn't like so, so good, but it was just like a kind of cute, chic read. Um, and it was very relatable. It was very relatable to me and my sister's experience moving to New York. Something I really liked about it is that it had this kind of chic tone and it was set, I think it's set in 2013. It was written in 2021. Um, but it's, so it's modern, but it's not cringy. So like she'll reference them having phones and stuff. But it's not in that annoying tone where you're like, okay, like, I don't, like, it's not chic. Because you're like, she pressed on her Instagram app on her iPhone. <laughs> it's like, okay, like, you just ruined the book for me. <laughs> um, so if you're looking for just, like, a, a quaint read, it was not necessarily 
gripping or thrilling. But it was, like, it was cute and quaint, and there was parts of it I really liked. Um, yeah, I would recommend it. So, let me know what you've been reading. Um, next, I'm going to start my year of rest and relaxation, which is another book based in New York. I did not, I was not going out of my way to look for books based in New York, but here we are. Um, get your library cards, y'all. <laughs> Great fall winter activity to do. Um, and that's going to be it. So thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow the IG Stellar Ray podcast and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye everyone.